Welcome to the teaching ministry of Reverend JFK Mensa, a seasoned Bible teacher with over 40 years of ministry experience. He is a pastor, a church planter, a missionary, and an international conference speaker. He is passionate about making Christ-like disciples worldwide. JFK Mensa is the General Overseer of Great Commission Church International. May you be transformed as you listen to the Word of God. We are here to continue with our series on healing and deliverance. Shall we have a word of prayer? Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for another opportunity to look into your word, to examine the truths that you have presented before us, and to work with them. Lord, your word is true. You have promised us that heaven and earth will pass away, but your words will never pass away. Even as we work with your presence and with the word of God, may you heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, set the captives free, break the chain for those who are held by chronic sicknesses and diseases and in, from hereditary sources set them free in Jesus name Amen okay last week I labored to use the scriptures to prove that God is a healer and then we saw in the scriptures that Jesus Christ is a healer. And then we proved that the Holy Spirit is also a healer. We also noticed that God heals every manner of sickness, every manner of diseases. He heals our land. He heals the nation. He heals water. He heals barrenness. He heals marriages and you name it. He restores back to perfect condition anything that is in disarray. Now, today, I want to work on the foundations for healing. The foundations for healing. When I say foundations for healing, I mean that Romans chapter 2 verse 11 explains that God is no respecter of persons. There is no respect of persons with God. When you come to God seeking healing, seeking deliverance, seeking freedom, there is a protocol. There are things which bring healing and things which hinder healing. And I want to start from the beginning and work with the foundations 
This is important because we established last week that when there is sickness, when there is disease, when there is illness, some are caused by demonic presences that have influenced your health. And all medication and all prayer fail until the demonic presence has been detected and broken. Then the healing comes naturally. So, I want us to begin with the first area that is a foundation for receiving healing. It is called in Christian jargon repentance. Repentance is that change of mind to agree with God that what he calls wrong is wrong and what he calls right is right. What he calls evil is evil. What he calls good is good. Shall we read Matthew chapter 13? And we shall first of all read verse 15. Where the scripture is saying, If we repent, if we change our mind, it puts us in a position for God to heal us. Matthew chapter 13 verse 15. Yes. For this people's heart has become calloused. They hardly hear with their ears. They have closed their eyes. Otherwise they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn. And I would heal them. Understand with their hearts and turn. And I will heal them. In Proverbs chapter 28 verse 13 The Bible says Even if you are called prosper But you sit upon your sin You will not prosper But anybody who repents And forsakes sin Shall have mercy from God Proverbs chapter 28 verse 13 He who conceals his sins Does not prosper but whoever confesses and renounces them finds mercy. In James chapter 5 verse 16, the Bible says confess your faults, your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. James 5:16, Therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. Now, this process is not complicated. If you are sick, if you find yourself in a position which is contrary to God's mindset on that score, He says, be willing to change your mind. That change of mind, which leads to a change of heart, is called repentance. And with that, 
I will heal you. There are many things happening in your life. God can turn them around if you will turn your mind and heart. Because 2 Chronicles chapter 16 verse 9 says, The eyes of the Lord look to and fro across the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is perfect towards him. 2 Chronicles 16 9 For the eyes of the Lord reign throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. You have done a foolish thing. And from now on you will be at war. You see, God can heal you of throat cancer as a smoker. That's not his problem. But after the healing, do you still go to smoke? God can heal you of HIV AIDS as a sex worker. But after the healing, do you still go back to do what you were doing which brought the venereal disease? God can heal you of, you know, hepatitis and all its cousins. But after the healing, do you go back to alcoholism? So, it is for any doctor, medical doctor, it is frustrating to heal a patient, give him instructions, and he goes back to live the way he was living and what attracted the sickness and disease. So God says, be ready to change your mind, to repent, and I will heal you. I am not saying that in the Bible, everybody God healed had to repent. I am saying that for God to have a foundation to heal you in a lasting way, you must change your mind and heart to agree with him. Then he is prepared to heal you and that healing will last. You have to choose. If you want to be healed so that you can go back and get sick and come back to be healed and go back and get sick and come back to be healed, that's a choice. But the scriptural foundation for healing is repentance, change of mind. Number two, the issue of sin in a person's life brings guilt, condemnation, inferiority complex, low self-image, and it kills faith. In 1 John chapter 3, verses 20 and 21, the Bible says, if our hearts condemn us, God is bigger than our hearts. He knows our hearts. But if our hearts do not condemn us, we have boldness before God. First John chapter 3, verses 20 and 21. 
Whenever our hearts condemn us, for God is greater than our hearts. And He knows everything. When our hearts condemn us, God is greater than our hearts. And He knows everything. Dear friends, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God. When our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence, boldness before God. Now, when you are sick, particularly if it's a chronic sickness, and it's terminal, it's COVID-19, it is a chronic cancer or terminal, you name it, and you are bound, you need to remember that. Many people know God heals. They know God has power. Jesus has power to heal them. But their hearts condemn them. And they are not able to come to God and seize healing from Him. The reason is because when you sin, there is a guilty feeling in you. And that sense of guilt, condemnation, becomes a complex an inferiority complex hitting you, making it such that you do not want to get close to God. In Proverbs chapter 28 verse 1, the Bible says that the wicked flee when no man is pursuing them. But the righteous are as bold as lions. Proverbs chapter 28 verse 1, the wicked man flees Though no one pursues, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. You need faith to take hold of God. You need confidence. You need boldness to take hold of God. In whatever difficulty, mess you are in, you need confidence before you can draw near to God and lay hold of His promises and claim them. Therefore, I want to spend some time on this second area. This second part of the foundation for healing, for receiving healing from God. And not only healing, other things is working on the issue of sin in your life. The scripture, there is a Bible passage you need to memorize. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, the Bible says, Jesus, who knew no sin, on the cross, God made him to be sin for us, so that in him, we should become the righteousness of God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Now, please listen carefully. I am not telling you tonight 
to go and become righteous. The position of the Bible is that the grace of God in Christ Jesus has made it such that Jesus who never sinned, who knew no sin, who was tempted in every way like us and yet without sin, according to Hebrews 4.15, God made him to be sin for you, for me. God took our sin and placed it on Jesus. Isaiah chapter 53 verse 6 says that all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. But the Lord, the Lord, the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. God put my sin, your sin, our sin upon Jesus. Now this is a big thing. It means tonight, as I speak and you are listening, if you can receive these words and give your heart to Jesus and tell him that, Lord Jesus, what you did on the cross on Good Friday, you did for me. You became sin for me. A transaction immediately happens. The Bible says God takes the righteousness of Jesus who knew no sin and puts it on you. You become clothed with Christ Jesus. Now, let's prove it. In Romans chapter 8 verse 1, the Bible says, There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Did you hear that? The condemnation, the guilt feeling that you have because you are a sinner and you cannot approach God for healing. You cannot approach God to take hold of His promises, to take hold of God. The Bible says, in Christ, God made Jesus to be sin for you. And made you the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. In fact, Romans chapter 5 irons it out and says that since in Adam all were made sinners, in Christ all have been made righteous and we have received this righteousness as a gift. Romans okay. chapter 5, 17. This is critical because by the time I finish this message, a new faith, a new confidence, a new courage, a new boldness must enter you so that you can also turn towards your sickness, your disease, your demonic oppression and break free. Yes. For if by the trespass of the one man, death reigned through that one man, how much more will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace and of the gift of righteousness reign in life? I, I like that. The gift of righteousness. The gift of righteousness. The gift of righteousness. Righteousness is a gift 
Receive it now. Receive it now. Receive the gift of righteousness. Jesus is a gift. The Holy Spirit is a gift. Eternal life is a gift. Righteousness is a gift. Receive God's gift of righteousness right now. Yes. And of the gift of righteousness reigned in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. Yes. Consequently, just as the result of one trespass was condemnation for all men, so also the result of one act of righteousness was justification that brings life for all men. Yes. For Jesus, through the disobedience of the one man, yes. the many were made sinners. Yes. So also through the obedience of the one man, the many will be made righteous. Yes. So you have a gift of righteousness. 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 Yes. Do you know? You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Now, what does that mean? It means three big things. It means, first of all, that you can enter boldly into the presence of God. You can enter boldly. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16 says, Let us come boldly before the throne of grace. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 19 says, Let us come enter boldly into the Holy of Holies, which the high priest in the Old Testament goes once a year with blood. We are to enter boldly into the presence of God in the Holy of Holies. Hebrews 10 19. Yes. Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place, we have confidence, we have boldness to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus. Yes. You see? So, what is happening now is that because you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, you enter boldly into the presence of God and call Him Father. Romans chapter 8. Verse 15, 16 says, When we cry, Abba, Father, the Holy Spirit witnesses with our spirit that we are children of God. <clears throat> Not only that. Romans eight fifteen sixteen. 16. Okay. For you did not receive a spirit that makes you <clears throat> a slave again to fear. Yes. But you received the spirit of sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. Yes. The spirit himself testifies. With our spirit that we are God's children. This is the meaning of the fact that Galatians chapter 4 verse 6. He says, because you are children, God has sent the spirit of his son into your heart. Crying, Abba, Father. This, this, you need to follow this argument. Because Ephesians 2, 5 and 6 says that. God made us alive together with Christ. He raised us up together with Christ. And he made us to sit together with Christ in the heavenly places. In the presence of God. In the eyes of God. When you turn to Jesus, he clothes you with the righteousness of Jesus Christ. He gives you righteousness as a gift. 
He justifies you. The blood of Jesus washes your sin. And, and Hebrews chapter 9 verse 14 says, The blood of Jesus washes our consciences and cleans them in a way that the blood of bulls and goats could never do in the Old Testament. In this New Testament, right now, receive cleansing for your conscience in the blood of Jesus. Receive cleansing in the name of Jesus. Receive boldness to take hold of God this night. Receive boldness. Receive boldness. Receive boldness. Because you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Now the second thing it does for you, is it gives you boldness to stand before Satan. Satan, according to Revelation 12, 9 and 10, is the accuser of the brethren. Day and night, he comes. This person is a sinner. He has done this. Do you see this person too? Are you going to heal him? <laughs> Do you want God? Do you want to heal this person too? Look at what he's doing. And then this. Oh, look, look. And... Satan is the accuser of the brethren. He accuses us day and night. He wants to paralyze your conscience. He wants to break your confidence. He wants to destroy your faith. But the scripture says that. You see, we have a breastplate of righteousness. So you can stand before the devil without any feeling of shame, guilt, condemnation inferiority complex or conscience of sin and face him this night <laughs> you are going to command every unclean spirit working in your life to stop from today you are going to turn around and stop running in your dreams you see dogs chasing you you see armed men fighting you you see yourself bound and you can't do anything you see you have nightmares from tonight it's going to stop in the name of Jesus. Because you have a new boldness. A new confidence to turn and face the devil. And command him out of your life. And, 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 and rebuke him to leave you. Now the third area. Where you need the righteousness of God. Is boldness to face your sickness. Boldness to face the disease that is trying to paralyze you, that has been in the family all these years, that you are not able to do anything about it, that addiction which has enslaved you, you are a slave to pornography, you are a slave to drinking alcohol, you are a slave to prostitution, this night is going to be broken in the name of Jesus. Right now, as I speak, you can see that confidence, faith is rising in your heart. Because there is a new confidence that you can stand before God. You can stand before Satan with the righteousness of God. Now you can stand before your sickness, your disease, your infirmity in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. The victory is coming. Coriander. Bekakianda. Thank you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you. I see chains breaking. I see chains breaking in the name of Jesus. Now let's go to the third foundation. In Galatians chapter 3 verses 13 and 14, the Bible says that Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. Galatians chapter 3, 13 and 14. Yes. 
Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law. By becoming a curse for us. By becoming a curse for us. For it is written. Yes. Curse is everyone who is hung on a tree. For it is written, it is written, it is written, it is written, it is written. Curse is anyone who hangs on a tree. And 14. He redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Christ Jesus. Now, the Greek word, New Testament Greek word for redeem is exagorazo. It comes from two Greek words. Ex, meaning out. Agorazo. Agora. Those of you who know a little more of the intense English, agoraphobia is fear of markets and open places. Exagorazo means to buy a slave out of the slave market and set him free. Christ has bought you out of the slave market of Satan and curses so that you will be a free man. The Bible goes on to lay the foundation for that. He says, it is written, that is Deuteronomy chapter 21 verses 22 and 23. It says that when anybody commits a crime and it is so terrible that you hang him on a tree, don't allow him to stay overnight. Because if he does, the whole land will be cursed and polluted. Deuteronomy chapter 21, verse 22 to 23. If a man guilty of a capital offense is put to death and his body is hung on a tree, you must not leave his body on the tree overnight. Be sure to bury him that same day. Because anyone who is hung on a tree is under God's curse. Anyone hung on a tree is under God's curse. Anyone hung on a tree is under God's curse. You can understand why Jesus was not stoned to death like Stephen. He was not beheaded like James. He didn't grow old, gray-haired, and die. He was crucified on a tree. Anyone hung on a tree is under God's curse. But Jesus, three times at his baptism and transfiguration, and another time in John chapter 12, a voice came from heaven saying, This is my beloved son. I am well pleased. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. At his baptism, when he hadn't even done one miracle, God was already pleased. And then the Mount of Transfiguration. And John 12. You see, Jesus pleased God. But anybody hung on a tree is under God's curse. 
every curse from your mother's house, from your father's house, from your great grandparents, every curse in your house has been put on Jesus. It has been laid upon Jesus. It has been put. Jesus bought you. He bought you by becoming a curse for you. Jesus paid for every curse in your house. He paid. He paid the price for every curse. The fact that your grandfather died at 50 from high blood pressure and your father died at 49 from high blood pressure and you are now 38 and you already have high blood pressure, today you are set free. You are set free. Every family curse in your family. You can trace it. All your uncles are alcoholics. All your aunties are divorced. All your sisters are barren. Today, you are coming out. (laughs) Today, you are coming out. You are coming out. Yes, all your sisters, when they sleep in the night, they see somebody coming to sleep with them. Spiritual marriages. Oh, tonight you are free. Tonight you are free. Tonight you are free. You are breaking free in the name of Jesus. You are breaking because every curse, every curse, generational curse, family curse, personal curse on your life, which makes it such that you are living with crippling poverty. Quite insufficiency. You are a teacher. You receive your salary. You are not yet married. Other teachers are married. They have children. But their salary is able to take them through the month. You receive your salary. By the fifth of the month, you are already borrowing. Tonight, that case is going. It's moving in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. That divorce in your family. Today, you are fighting and breaking forth out of it. It's not I who is going to fight for you. Now you know you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Now you know that you have been bought. Jesus bought you from the curse. He bought you from every family curse. Therefore, you, you can stand your ground. You can stand tall. You can turn around and face it. That rheumatism in your house. That asthma which is passed on from family to family. Tonight, you are getting out of it. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of every chain. Every chain. Every family chain. Curse on your life. Break, 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 break in the name of Jesus. Break in the name of Jesus. Break in the name of Jesus. Heriander. Thank you. Yes. Now, we must move on and examine our fourth foundation. The fourth foundation for healing, permanent healing, undisturbed healing. You know, when your healing depends on just the preacher, when you leave him, you are afraid that the thing will come back. You are afraid because it is a supernatural ability coming from outside you, healing you. Now, what I'm trying to help you to do is build up for yourself the reason why this sickness, it, enough is enough. This sickness, it must go. It must go in the name of Jesus. This disease, this chronic sickness, which is trying to destroy you, this chain, you can't come out every day. You know, yeah, yeah. When you have your menses, everybody in the neighborhood knows. It must go. 
that crippling fear. You fear everything. You are uncertain about everything. Even if nobody has touched you, you are falling down. It must go today. Today it must lose its hold upon your life. Everything you have noticed in your family as a case, you are coming out of it today. In the name of Jesus. But not only that. Matthew chapter 8. Verses 16 and 17. I quoted it last week. I'm not going to dwell on it for long. But I want us to read it. Because these are foundations for receiving your healing. Matthew chapter 8, verses 16 and 17. Yes. When evening came, many who were demon-possessed were brought to him. When evening came, many who were possessed with demons were brought to Jesus. And he drove out the spirits with a word. He drove out the spirits with a word. He said, demon, leave, go. And they left at a word. And healed all the sick. He healed how many sick people? All. Every sickness. This was Every sickness. To As you listen to this message, if your auntie is sick, your cousin is sick, your brother is sick, bring them, bring them. They are going to be healed this night. Bring them. You are going to lay hands on them. They are going to come out. He, they were all healed. Yes. This was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah. This was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah. He took up our infirmities and carried our diseases. He himself took up our infirmities. You see? Bastazo. He took them from our shoulders. He carried it from our back. He took our diseases. He, he carried our infirmities. He carried our infirmities. Jesus himself. Now, let me just make two points here. The first is that it was sin in Adam and Eve which brought the curse. It was curse that brought sickness and brought the power of Satan over man. Therefore, Jesus became sin for us. And he became a curse for us. Therefore, there is no reason why your sickness must not go. Do you get the argument? Sin brought curse. And the curse and sin brought sickness. And brought, you know, you name it. All the chronic, the doctors will diagnose it anyway. I want to tell you with assurance that every handwriting and every ordinance standing against you was nailed to the cross of Jesus. Let's read it from Colossians. We are reading chapter 2. Just read verse 14 and 15. Colossians chapter 2. Verses 14 and 15. Yes. Having cancelled the written code with his regulations that was against us. He cancelled the written code with its regulations against us. And that stood opposed to us. This is a beautiful passage. It says that you had receipts signed in your blood 
that you owe various departments and these receipts are such that they are opposed to you and in your own handwriting so you are guilty hands down and you deserve what is happening to you that's what the, the receipts are saying Everybody looks at the receipts and says, oh, no doubt. Even you are being uh, underserved. Then Jesus took these hand, uh, or receipts in your handwriting. And he, na- he took all of them and nailed it to the cross. Bo, 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 bo. Hallelujah. He nailed it to the cross. Tell yourself, Jesus nailed to the cross every receipt in my handwriting spiritually against me. Tell yourself, just because it's a Bible verse. This is what the scripture is saying. And then the verse 15 says that he disarmed principalities and powers and made an open show of them and celebrated a victory triumph over them. Yes, verse 15. And having disarmed the powers and authorities. He did what? Disarmed them. He disarmed the principalities. He disarmed them. Drop your pistol. Drop your AK-47. Now. That knife. Drop it. He disarmed them. And pick all the arm. He disarmed principalities and powers. He disarmed principalities and powers. He disarmed those demons that were standing against you. You know in the courts. When you are condemned guilty and you are a murderer and they charge you and the judge tells 50 years imprisonment the police hook you and 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 thrust you forward quickly to your sentence what jesus has done is that he took your sin and became sin for you he took your curse and became a curse for you and every handwriting Every, every receipt in your own handwriting standing against you spiritually. He nailed it to the cross. Now, all the police officers who have handcuffed you and are holding you must release you. They must leave you at once. Receive your healing right now. Receive your healing right now. Receive your healing right now. Because the scripture says, you are free. If the sun sets you free, you are free indeed. But allow me to end this message on this note that you see, for many of us, have managed to convince us that if your mother is a witch, your grandmother is a witch, and uh, your uncle is a wizard, and this, uh, and because of that, don't eat their food, hey, don't greet them, and this, hey, these witches, they can pass on witchcraft to you in any way. It is because the average Christian has been taught that you are below Satan, and that. There's no way you can get rid of Satan except by killing your mother. By refusing to eat her food. Now, the scripture tells us clearly 
in Genesis 3.15 that God cursed Satan at the dawn of history and told him that the seed of the woman will crush your head. The seed of this woman will crush your head because of what you have done. You will also bruise his heel, but he will crush your head. And when Jesus came, he said in Luke chapter 10 verse 19, Behold, I give to you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing, 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 nothing shall by any means hurt you. James chapter 4 verse 7 says, Submit yourselves to God. Resist the devil. He will flee from you. Satan flees. Satan can run from you. You can resist the devil and he will flee from you. First Peter 5, 8 and 9. He says that be sober, <coughs> be vigilant. Your adversary, the devil, is going around like a roaring lion seeking whom to devour. Resist him firm in your faith. Satan can be resisted. Satan can be resisted. The scripture says that we can actually make Satan run. You are a human being. He sees your face and he runs. In Mark chapter 3 verses 10 and 11. The Bible says when the unclean spirits saw Jesus. They fell. And they said we know who you are. You are the son of God. Allow me. To wrap up this message. By saying that. There is a power. In the name of Jesus. And in the work of Jesus. That. Tonight is more than enough to release you. Next week, God willing, we shall attack the power and authority in the name of Jesus. But for today, I have just been discussing with you the grounds, the foundation for healing, deliverance, freedom in Christ Jesus. I said the first one is repentance. Change your mind. Change your heart. Accept the words that I'm giving you as scripture. The words of God to you. And they have power to work on you. The second is dealing with the righteousness case. As long as you feel condemned, guilty... You can't stand before God. You can't stand before Satan. You can't stand before sickness, disease, demons. Because you are beaten inside. And Jesus has come to become a curse for you. A righteousness, sin for you. So that you can put on the righteousness of God in Christ. As a gift. And be bold. Then the third thing I explained. Is that Jesus became a curse for you. He bought you out of the family curse, the personal curse, the generational curse. Curses in your father's home. Curses from your mother's home. Any sickness and disease which has been passed on in the family, tonight you are coming out. You are coming out of it. Yes. And then, finally, I try to explain to you that the fourth thing Jesus has done is... He himself took your infirmities, carried your diseases, 
By taking your sin, he broke the ground for the sickness. By taking your curse, he broke another ground for your sickness. And by nailing the handwriting of ordinances against you, hostile to you, he, he finished everything. Wherever you are, even if you can't stand up, or you have friends, you have family members, is your mother sick right now? Do you have any uncle, somebody who is troubling you? I want you to rise up and say this after me, and that's your healing. Say, Lord Jesus, tonight I change my mind and my heart. I change my mind and my heart. And I accept your righteousness. And I accept your righteousness. As a gift. As a gift. To replace my sinful life. To replace my sinful life. I accept the fact that you became a curse for me. I accept the fact that you became a curse for me. Every curse from my mother's house. Every curse from my mother's house. Every curse from my father's house. Every curse from my father's house. I renounce and reject. I renounce and reject. I declare. I declare. Jesus became a curse for me. 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 And I declare and I declare that Jesus himself took my infirmities. That Jesus himself took my infirmities. And carried my diseases. And carried my diseases. Spirit of God. Spirit of God. Please come. Please come. Come with power. Come with power. Set me free. Set me free. And heal me. And heal me. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Yes, right now. Right now. Coriander Baka. Yes, be free. Be free. Every chain. Every chain binding your life. Every chain on your life. Be loose. Break now. Break in the name of Jesus. I see chains loosening. Yes. Yes. Kianda Baka. Yes. Every sickness. Every disease. In the name of Jesus. Chronic sicknesses. Chronic curses, yes, and they are working your house in the name of Jesus. Lose your hold. Go now. Go now. Yes, right now. I see you living. I see you living. Whoa, out, out. Every unclean spirit. Every unclean spirit. And crossing curses in the name of Jesus. You are living now. You are living now. You are living now. You are living now. Korianda Baka. Yekanakianda. Out. 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 Go. 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 Be healed. Receive your healing. Yes. You are receiving your healing now. 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 Yes. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Follow JFK Mensa Ministries on Facebook and YouTube and invite others to listen to his podcast. You can also access some of JFK Mensa's books and keep up with his ministry at www.jfkmensaministries.org. God bless you.